Welcome to our podcast, She Inspires. A podcast created to inspire community, connection, empowerment, and courage. Designed for women who are committed to standing tall, living bravely, dreaming big, and celebrating life fully. I'm Jean Marie. And I'm Haley. Hi! Hi again! We're, We're back. back. <laughs> we are so happy to be here with you guys again. And um, we are still rocking and rolling with our female entrepreneurs, mm. and we are... I've just been so inspired. So inspired, yeah. By all the women that we've talked to that we just, we're keep going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going to keep going and, mm-hmm. and get and talk to as many women as we can um, who are up to big things in their life and up to creating, really up to creating their lives mm-hmm. as opposed to letting mm-hmm. life happen to them. And that's something that's um, really present for me at this time. As someone who we've talked about a lot on our podcast, we haven't really told anybody yet, but I am officially leaving my corporate job. I know, right? (laughs) I'm officially leaving and like moving into, I feel like I'm an entrepreneur of my life right now. And it's like going into the next step and creating my life. And so um, I I get so much value out of doing these interviews and I'm so happy we're here. And we're here today with Christina Houston. (laughs) There she is. And she is of Mind Tribes and she... Well, how many years ago was it that Mind Tribes was birthed and created <laughs> into the world? Just a, right over two years. Wow. Yeah. And Empowered was six years. Oh, wow. my goodness. Yeah. So she has Mind Tribes and Empowered, and we'll have yeah. her go into her and her husband. Yeah. Have them, and we'll have her go into more of that. And so we're just, we're so happy to be here with yeah. you, Christina. Me too. And Thank both you so of much. them are... Um, Yoga-based, meditation-based, mm-hmm. empowered more in schools, mind tribes with community mm-hmm. and anyone. And so um, we're just so happy yeah. to learn more. Yeah, and Christina reached out to us, which we are loving. Loving. So, um, yeah, share with us. Tell us your story. Like, how did this all come to be? <laughs> which parts? <laughs> right, it's always like, where do yeah, we Yeah, I know. I know. You can start wherever you want to start. Mm-hmm. It... Well, I always joke with Jan and our friends that we kind of did things backwards by starting a nonprofit first Mm -hmm. and then the for-profit second. And in so many ways, it worked out beautifully because we got to learn Mm -hmm. all the mistakes with uh, money that wasn't ours. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. Or like not needing a lot of it to function. Um, Yeah. So Empowered was birthed from... um, it's kind of twofold. Four years ago, I went to Africa for the first time with Africa Yoga Project. Mm. And it was that trip that I got. I don't need anything else to be leading work, right? That whole story of, oh, I just need this training. And then I just need mm. to do that. Or I need to become that person. Mm-hmm. And during that trip, uh, there was another woman there visiting from Canada. And I asked her uh, something to effect of like, well, just who am I to be doing this? And she really really boldly looked at me and said, who are you not? Mm. I was like, oh, crap. Yeah. Can I swear on your podcast? I like to swear. Yeah. We we just tell listeners. That is an explicit. We just tell listeners it can be possible. That is an explicit explicit episode. It might come out. I'll try to be kind. So that was part of it. And simultaneously, Dan uh, was just wrapping up his teacher training and, you know, they did a vision of where do you see yourself teaching and what do you want to be doing? And he came home from training one night and was like, this is totally crazy. And I want to go teach in a prison. Mm-hmm. I was like, that is crazy. <laughs> yeah. As the wife, you're like, babe, that is crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
And he had that little mischievous look on his face of, I'm going to do this anyway, no matter, you know, what anybody mm-hmm. tells me. And that combined with me coming from my, coming home from my trip and just going, yeah, like this yoga thing is it for us and removing the story of we're not experienced enough, we don't know enough mm-hmm. or what if. And we knew that we were both so passionate and uh, Dan is just so passionate everywhere that I knew he could have it no matter what we did. And so that idea birthed, he like that night called this organization called Prison Entrepreneurship Program and said, I want to come teach yoga in your system. And they were like, okay. And he went the next week and... Oh, the next week? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there would need to be like a training or like... An there inter- was eventually. Okay. There was eventually. Wow. Yeah. Which in itself has some really funny stories. Oh, I can only imagine. But, um, and I've never been. So that prison where he teaches is, is men only. And it's great because it gave a lot of uh, men the opportunity to go be of service in a way that's really mm-hmm. vulnerable. And, um, you know, discover service in that way, you know, through the brotherhood and seeing what, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like to be incarcerated and Mm -hmm. uh, the feelings they got afterward of like, oh, we get to leave and they have to stay, right? And the impact that they had on these people inside of an hour. Um, And was that through Empowered? mm -hmm. Yeah, so that was all through Empowered. Yeah, so this is all our nonprofit that started first. And... From there, it unraveled. You know, to be honest, at first, we thought we could teach yoga everywhere to anyone Mm -hmm. and tried. We were driving around town and we're going to community centers and prisons and homeless facilities. And we wore ourselves out fast. Yeah. And on, you know, shoelace budget, it it didn't work. And, um, you know, a lot of people... Well, people might know this or not know this. Dan was um, a teacher in Canada for six or seven years. And as we started to kind of sift through our work and see what we're really inspired by, uh, he just kept coming back to the classroom, right? And the impact that um, he'd seen there. And he always knew he'd impact education, and he knew it wasn't by standing at the front of the classroom. So, you know, we put our little vision to work and... Mm laid some questions over what and why are we doing this and who are we really out to impact? And we're like, okay, schools for sure. So we did that for a few years. Uh, We even did our first yoga teacher training was for 10 high schoolers. I love that. I do too. I think that's so We do everything backwards. (laughs) Yeah, but you know what? Like that's where it's needed. And that's where, I mean, when I think back on my life, if yoga had been in my life in high school, no. wow, yeah, what a difference it would have made. So yeah. how cool that you guys see that and you are doing the work to create it. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. It was an experience. We aren't doing another one like yeah. that. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of work. <laughs> high schoolers are a lot to handle. Well, that's like something that is a, like an underlying tone as we do these interviews is you you kind of go for it and you, you figure it out as you go. Yeah. Find out and what doesn't work. Yes. Yeah. Some things don't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We won't do that again. And, and though, then it's a learning and pushes you towards something else. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not that it didn't work. It was, it gave us insight to going, Oh, like we see a better way yeah. to like really make a difference because a lot of the girls that we trained, um, they were graduating from high school and we never saw them again. So, you know, the ripple couldn't go quite, yeah, quite as far. We couldn't, um, 
kind of keep our finger on the pulse, as I like to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was great and it was beautiful. And, um, you know, to watch them teach a public class to, you know, we had about a hundred people at university of Houston show up and, oh uh, it was magical. Yeah. Wow. It was pretty cool. But from there we, um, you know, a lot of things kind of happened at once where, um, you know, Kip public school started to approach us and, um, this training that we did was at Yes Prep, which are both charter school systems. And when we really got to it, we saw the people inside of schools who need the most attention are teachers. You're a teacher. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're right. And, you know, to look at Dan's experience in the Canadian school system and comparing it to here and seeing just how not well taken care of you are. Mm-hmm. And... You know, we also looked at, all right, well, one student sees seven or eight teachers in a day versus one teacher sees 200 kids in a day. I'm like, what if the teacher was more well-equipped to deal with breakdown and mischief and communication mm-hmm. problems and um, stress? And, you know, these uh, school systems are in, they're all like high percentage of low-income families and, you know, first generation to even go to school or go to college and they're dealing with so much yeah, well, especially in the charter school system, mm-hmm. too, is as teachers, one of my best friends in San Antonio worked for Kip. Yeah. And I remember her first year there, living with her that first year, and teachers, my parents are both edu- mm-hmm. elementary school teachers, and I, you know, grow up, grew up watching them and how much work they put in at a school that wasn't underprivileged, at yeah. a school that wasn't a charter school. That was a private school, and, and even then, the stresses and the struggle, mm-hmm. and I yeah. can have seen from other experiences and heard in charter schools, you become so much more than a teacher, oh, yes. teacher, yes. mentor, mom, oh dad, you brother. Do you do it all. Oh, oh my gosh. All mm-hmm. of it. And then a lot of times in the charter schools too, you're either asked to, or you take it on because you feel driven to yep. even more than your classroom. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. a classroom and then it's the after school activities and yep. the sports and the things and the, I mean, it's, it's all consuming. Home. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so I can see how powerful it would be to have what exactly what you were saying, not only the yoga, the meditation, the stress mm-hmm. relief, the leadership tools, communication, like all of that mm-hmm. be hugely impactful to teachers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been really incredible to watch. And last summer we did our first round of teacher training for, uh, and I'll just say, I don't want to say just teachers because it's for educators. You can mm-hmm. be a counselor, you can work in the school, you can be the PTO president, I don't care who you are, you're making a difference in education. And they're mostly teachers. Um, So last year we graduated uh, 20 of them and uh, we just completed our immersion part for this year's program, which was just magic. I looked at Dan this morning, I go, what just happened? (laughs) (laughs) Did we, like, was that real life these last two weeks? And uh, it's also really cool to see how it was facilitators how much we can grow in a year you know we led two other teacher teacher trainings in a year we've traveled like we're in our eighth year of marriage it's just like oh yeah this is so cool yeah let's keep doing this well and (laughs) one thing that we've kind of discovered about entrepreneurs and specifically women who are entrepreneurs is that you see a need and then you do what it takes on your part to contribute and to give um, whatever you're going after, like life. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, 
so amazing that um, you guys saw that need, you know, because it's it's a need that's overlooked. Mm -hmm. And um, because you're right, like being a teacher, uh, we we take on a lot. Mm -hmm. And granted, I'm at a private school Mm -hmm. um, and it still is a lot. I mean, the kids, they become your own, you know, when that's how I feel when they're in my class they belong with to me. It's my job to protect them. And it's my job to make sure that they become the best version of themselves they can possibly be. And it's a lot, it's a lot. So, um, I appreciate that Mm -hmm. from a teacher. So yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so that's where you guys are right now, Christina, with empowered is moving into teacher trainings and development with educators and anyone in the education system. What else is on the on the platform for Empowered right now? So a request that was stated inside of this training that's really powerful and really exciting for us because it lives into the vision that we've already had is this group of trainees specifically, they're like, well, I want to lead professional development. And like, how do I lead the conversations you're leading? And uh, that's kind of been in the works in the background to, you know, how do we formulate a shorter training that's not asana yoga based for leadership specifically. Um, Cause it is challenging to translate, right. These on the mat experiences and training experiences to people who don't connect to yoga. Yeah. It's a real challenge to translate that. And people come back from this two week immersion and they look transformed. They act transformed. People are like, what happened? I don't get it. And you know, only one person can only do so much. So if we can train them to then lead conversations that will impact supervisors and deans of schools and principals yeah. and parents. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, so that's what's next. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very exciting. And, yes. uh, you know, two, oh my gosh, almost two years ago already, uh, we went back to Kenya. I went back to Kenya mm-hmm. and we took a team of 12 and, uh, led some programming there for their teachers and also got to build or revamp, I'll say, a school in one of the slums, which was incredible. We built a whole second floor and built desks and classrooms and painted and poured cement. And now there's no cement truck that comes and pours it. You mix it with a broomstick and <laughs> do it yourself. <laughs> wow. And uh, we'd love to replicate a, a project like that somewhere else in Africa. Um, and bring a teacher training with us. Mm. Yeah. Cause AYP is already doing that and they're great at what mm-hmm. they do. And we're like, cool, we'll go somewhere else and, and make an impact and, yeah. in a different area. I'd love to go to Africa. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll let you know. Did you mm-hmm. love it? Yeah. I went back. Yeah. I'm clearly. Back. Clearly. Yeah. It changes you. Yeah. That's yeah. what I've heard from mm-hmm. different people is that it's such a special place. It. Yes. and I've only been to Kenya I haven't been to any other country but you know Africa and Kenya specifically you you really get that you don't need much to be happy you really don't Mm -hmm. and you know I remember so vividly going to having lunch in one of the teachers homes and it was a very small space that had you know, a bed stacked on top of buckets and all of her kitchen utilities and things were hanging from the ceiling for storage. And she had a couch that sat 
you know, one person, but eight of us were mm-hmm. kind of tucked into it. And she had a kind of makeshift stove and would have to go get gas. And um, she was so proud. It was her first home right away from her parents. And mm-hmm. uh, to see what they pride themselves in and in hard work and in being independent and making a contribution to people without needing any stuff yeah. or going shopping or mm-hmm. it's really remarkable. I bet that's life-changing experience. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Well, and mm-hmm. I've seen too, I think how, and I have not been to Africa. It's on my, it's on my goals list too, mm-hmm. is to go with AYP. And this is one of their teacher trainings is one of my goals. Um, and there really cements in you, I think, anytime you travel to a third world country, even yeah. somewhere where there's poverty and, and especially what I've heard from Africa is the people there are just so kind and welcoming and happy mm-hmm. like just there's like a lust and a passion for life that exists and it exists without material things yep. the things mm-hmm. and that's you know and I think so distinct from American culture where a lot of times the generalization is we'll get material things and then we'll be happy yep. mm-hmm. and it's shifting that perspective of okay could I be happy right now? Mm-hmm. Like without the material things and let happiness be the first choice and success follow it. Yep. And that's what I love so much about. And what you're saying too, Christine, I love is like, there's something so powerful in giving back mm-hmm. and providing service and a being of service. And that's what you guys are creating so powerfully with empowered in a lot of different and have been in a lot of different areas. So, you know, you mm-hmm. talk about your teacher training with those high school girls you made a huge impact on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I remember even now at 29, I can remember very distinct, distinct instances growing up with teachers or with educators or in the school systems where I was impacted yeah. positively and significantly. And I still carry that with me. Like I can mm-hmm. think back to the moment. And so that's so great that, you know, and it's like you made such an impact and you don't know where it's gonna, mm-hmm. where it's gonna land. And now you're just shifting into a different way of, of being of service and of getting that ripple effect out there mm-hmm. of making a difference. Yeah. There's a crazy statistic. I don't know if it's nationwide. It's certainly Texas wide that the um, burnout rate for teachers is at the five year mark. 50% of teachers stop teaching, mm-hmm. right? Quit the profession. And dang, it's just like, you know, the impact that has on school culture, on the kids, on the administration, on financials, like what a waste of energy in so many spaces. And, you know, I'm sure you know this, Gina Marie, like for some kids, especially in these underprivileged school districts, the teacher's like the only stable adult in their life. Mm -hmm. And if even they are turning over every year, every other year, like, yeah. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. no, you're so right. And One thing that I always come back to in education is that whether you're in a low-income school or a school that has everything at their fingertips, both sides of the coin, unfortunately, there aren't a lot of um, role models. Yes. (laughs) The differences are, I mean, it's very slim. The role models are not always there. And like in my school, for example, my past schools, um, the parents, some of them were still not there, Yep. you know? And, um, 
I would be so bold to say that the kids at the schools that I've been at are the ones selling things that are to the kids at the other schools. Yep. That are at the other schools. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it's so interesting to see that I would also say that probably in a charter school, the burnout rate is even absolutely mm-hmm. maybe three yeah. years to something Pretty like lucky. that. Yeah. Um, it's all the same. We all have all the same issues and knowing that you can instill these um, like these leadership tools and provide that for teachers so that they can be the best version of themselves yeah. and give back is it's going to be a huge impact mm-hmm. and it's very remarkable. It's very important. Yeah. Yes. Well, and I'm curious too, Christina, what would you, what would you offer to someone who's interested in starting a nonprofit? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like loaded question. And I, cause I know that there are so many people and people even listening that are like, I want how, like, yeah, yeah. Like where do I even mm-hmm. begin? But they have such a desire to make a difference. Yeah. No, it's a great question actually. My kind of cop-out answer is don't worry about how and start doing the work. And, you know, in our experience, yeah, there's some stuff you have to have. Like, you have to formulate a board and you have to have all these legal papers and um, eventually you file for a 501c3. And, like, that stuff is just stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And... It took us a while and it was just the two of us and, um, but we had some really great help, right? We had, um, our third co-founder is Roger Rippey who owns Mm -hmm. Yoga One and, um, you know, he'd been a lawyer, like he knew what paperwork to file. And so it's like, we could go out and do the passion work and like be supported in having, um, the stuff we didn't know how to do managed and that's a huge lesson I've learned is in being okay with going, I don't know how to do that. You do it. Yes. Versus I got to figure it all mm-hmm. out. Yeah. We've learned a lot about that. <laughs> yeah. Through yes. this podcast I have to wear too. 28 million hats. Like I better know how to do finance and website and yeah. <laughs> social media. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and I did. And it like, that didn't work. Mm. And now, uh, you know, I've actually taken a big step back from empowered and like only lead teacher trainings. And the difference that made in getting to show up these last two weeks was huge, mm-hmm. right? To go, all right, team, you do everything that, like, I'm not great at and or don't want to do. And then I get to show up and do exactly what I want to do and do really well. Right. Not spreading yourself too thin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or even that, like, the passion wears off because you get resentful of doing the, the day-to-day stuff that just doesn't work. Mm, right? Yeah. No, totally um, get that. So it's even like, and if you have an idea or a want to make a difference or to start something, right here and there, I was like, just start. And it, it and it could be like, and I don't know. I'll just say it in the in the realm of even like schools. And what I see is like starting an after school club mm-hmm. or making an impact, like sitting down with teachers and having a weekly, I don't know, coffee date mm-hmm. or. Like, you know, where you guys get together and get to talk about something or do so. It's like starting where you start and then developing the connections and just starting to talk to people about how to do all the other things. Mm -hmm. So start reaching out for the resources that you have and then using those to fulfill on what you want to create. Yeah. And getting help where you and support where it's needed. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And I would also say, 
um, ask yourself why you want to do what you want to do. Because we've had a lot of people say, can I sit down with you? And can you tell me everything I need to start a nonprofit? And we did that several times and then nothing would come of it. It's like people realize the work it takes and they're like, never mind. Mm -hmm. And if you're clear on your why and the commitment behind it, then you're like a force to be reckoned with. Like nothing will, will stop. Yeah. And if you're not clear on the why, if it's just like, oh, I want to feel good or this sounds fun, then you get hit in the face with logistics and lawyers and paperwork yeah. and money and writing grants. And uh, it's work, right? We get to post the really cool stuff on social media. And this training was a year in the making. Mm-hmm. Right? A year in the making of applications and phone calls and setting the trainees up for success and how to show up and in fundraising. It wasn't just you're accepted. Come in. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yes. So that is your nonprofit work. Correct. Will you tell us about your for-profit work? Yeah. Hmm. Let me take an inhale. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so my tribes was birthed. Uh, I saw a need in the Houston yoga community to offer professional development for yoga teachers locally, right? We have so many incredible teachers worldwide. And, you know, if you're a full-time yoga teacher, the thought of going to New York for eight days or right, Louisiana for five days or um, even to Austin for the weekend, like it's overwhelming and a big financial investment. Um, and we have some of the world's top teachers in Houston that people uh, don't all know about, right? Like Robert Bustani and Catherine Allen and Ann Hyde and Raylan Rath, like people who've been around for 40 years, right? Before the, the Houston scene popped a yeah. few years ago. And these are all people that Dan and I have really invested our time with. And we were like, why don't more people know about this stuff? Or why aren't they seeking it out? And, you know, we're both for both of us, a core value of ours is growth and or learning, right? Put the two words together. And it just comes so naturally to us to, um, you know, he loves to write out the pedagogy of things. And I love being in the front of the room and um, been really fortunate that I understand the body like both energetically and I'm a total anatomy geek. Like we have these coloring books at home right before I came over. Dan's like coloring the shoulder blades and all the muscles <laughs> around it. And <laughs> this is a nice purple for this shoulder. Yeah. Blade. Like, like we it. love this stuff and like geek out on it. And it's like over dinner, we talk about the psoas. It's like people would like rip their hair out coming over for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and like, we just wanted a platform to share that through. Um, And there was also this, um, I don't know if you guys experienced this. It's not wrong. I just find it really interesting. There's like a really high level of loyalty between students and the studios they go to. And it was this like, oh, but I can't cheat on my studio. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't want you to actually. We want you to keep going there, come learn and like take it all back and give it back to your community. Mm. Um, and so that's been an interesting conversation to navigate mm. with people. Like mm-hmm. we're not a studio. We don't want you to stop what you're doing. We want you to be open to learning and soak it in and like 
go share it, right? Mm -hmm. Go apply it to your practice with the teacher you love because we all have different teachers that speak to us. Right. Um, And it's just been really fun. We're really proud of the programs we've put together. We have some great people working with us. And um, I don't even know if I actually answered your question as far as what it is. (laughs) I just started talking about it. (laughs) No, that makes sense. Do you all have a location or do you meet at different places? Yeah. So – Right now we're operating out of this really incredible space off I-10 called The Shed. Do you guys know Wayne? Wayne in Berkeley? I just play with Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, oh, this is that thing he was working yes, on. Yes, his passion project. Oh, so it came to be on Yeah. Oh, wow. I got to see it. I saw the pictures from the beginning. Yeah. So Wayne and I did um, Wake Up Mama together. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And... Um, during that rehearsal process, he kept showing us pictures of like how he's wanting. They had like to- just bought it. Yes, yeah. convert it. Uh-huh. Oh, it's oh, converted. Wow. Well, tell us more about it. because I have no idea about this. They bought what a space? Like it's it was a- an old car repair shop, mm. and it is transformed into like it still has the bays right with the opening grow, which is the one of the best parts. But he enclosed it, and everything is like self sustaining. So there's like. Hardly any electricity, wow. like the whole front part of it where the cars would park. Um, there's this massive garden uh, where he's growing all sorts of stuff and wildflowers. And he's growing oh, like wow. ivy to cover the fences. It's like a retreat in the middle of nowhere. I got to come see it. I'm it's so really anxious fun. now. Yeah. And so we were there before it was not even halfway done, you know, just having a conversation because a friend of ours said to him, like, you need to meet Dan Houston. This guy is like right up your your alley. So they met and then Dan was like, I think you need to meet this person. So we went to look at the shed just to look at it and through a conversation and him sharing his goals about, excuse me, what he wanted to create. I just looked at him and I go, do you want to host yoga programs here? And he goes, yeah. Yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I That's him, how it happens. His intention was for yoga. Mm-hmm. Yep. It. Wow. Yeah. So that's where we are currently. Okay. And um, we're working on some some magic for the future that's still still brewing. Did he get AC? No. Okay. <laughs> I remember that was one of his like biggest things. Yeah. Was he was like, it is hot. Like, you know, like in the it shed. Is, yeah. No, <laughs> it's you know because it's all cement. It is kind of it's not the temperature it is outside. Mm. And it's like a solid 80 in there. Wow. <laughs> so, Which works for, I mean. Yeah, so, it works. So we're not doing anything right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Taking a break <laughs> yeah. in the, the middle of summer in Houston. Uh, yes, yeah. summer. Yeah, it's like 100 degrees in there probably. Wow. And it's it's really incredible. He, you know, built what he calls the drishti wall. And it's got all these little, like, wood pieces all over it that are colored, you know, the chakras from the base up. That's and awesome. uh, it's just a blast. It's mm, amazing. Yeah. And so do you and Dan lead most of the, you and Dan or you? And or. or. Yes, <laughs> Dan. Or do you bring teachers in most of the time? Right now it's just us. Um, and what's really cool is we've gotten to discover that we can lead things both together and separately. And like, for example, Dan could geek out over anatomy all day, every day. And I can do that over sequencing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, 
when it comes to that portion of training, like it's all him and I get to take a breather and be yeah. at the back of the room. That's nice. And when it comes to sequencing, I got like my party hat on, I'm on the whiteboard and mm-hmm. like crazy excited. Um, and then he's at the back of the room. Uh, but then also like he's led programs just for men, which is really cool. And I'm not even invited. <laughs> and uh, Men only. We get that. And it's been really powerful to watch. Like he's a stand for reframing what masculinity means as a yoga teacher, as a father, as a brother, as anything, right? This whole persona of got to have everything together and you got to make a lot of money and you can't show your feelings. Mm -hmm. Um, He does some really incredible work with uh, men of all ages, of all careers, Mm -hmm. of all backgrounds coming together to share. They like private Facebook groups where they hold each other to account and it's really cool. Phenomenal. It's really cool. So he's a manpreneur. Love it. <laughs> love that. We're and love that. I get to lead my first women's retreat in November. So phenomenal. I get to do my all lady stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's phenomenal. So exciting. I can't wait. Where's it going to be? It's going to be at Soma Ranch, which is about an hour and a half north of here. Okay. It's um, just stunning. It's like mm. you would never know it was there. It's about 20 acres. It's got a pool and horses and a garden and... It's an incredible yoga studio, and it's like adult camp. There's a bunkhouse <laughs> with all these twin beds in it. That's fun. Yeah, it's fun, fun, though, if you're going to do that, you know? And I got to go as a participant there, so that made a difference mm. to soak up that energy before I go lead there. And across the street, there's this woman who raises wolves, and you can go visit and play on the wolf sanctuary. Wild. Uh-huh. So we're gonna go play That's with amazing. Wolves. I'd love to see some and wine to go see the wolves. A lot of wine. Wolves, wolves and wolves wine. Wolves major wine. Yeah. Yoga. Wow. Yoga. <laughs> Side note. Sounds amazing. There's a hot tub. Oh. Maybe some yoga. So what made you see that there is a need for a all women retreat? What is it about women? Because we love women. We love women. <laughs> and we love men. Uh-huh. And we really love women. Uh-huh. Yeah. We need our men. Mm-hmm. They're good for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. I think I need it. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I saw a need for it. I mean, I did. Uh, I just got back from a forest yoga um, mentorship retreat, and it was all women. And I'd already planned my women's retreat as a you know as a goal, and just put it on there, put the deposit down, like a few people registered. And I was like, Oh, this is happening. Okay. <laughs> and then getting to be in that space with all women and women, women that I admire and doing the practice that I love and having the conversations that matter to me. It's like, there can't ever be enough of this. Mm. And so, yeah, we're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. There's something so powerful. We've said this before on the podcast about women together. For sure. Women coming together. It's mm-hmm. yeah. just remarkable. Yeah. And we've even come face to face with it through Love Your Belly movement mm. where women that are just sharing mm-hmm. and dropping their guards. Yep. And it's, it's it'll rock your world. Yeah. Like it really mm-hmm. will. That's yeah. going to be very exciting. Yeah. It was fun. And fun. You know? We're going to have a little fun. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's a little fun sprinkled in there. We got a little serious. Oh, that'll be great. If wine's involved, there's going to be fun. Oh, and a hot fun. tub and a pool. Oh. Yeah. Yes. I mean, they're right there. All those oh, things. Oh, my gosh. That's well, so and, cool. and 
So we do love women. And I'm curious from your perspective, Christina, how has it been like working with your husband? Yes. <laughs> and like part, like really being his business, you're his wife and business partner and he's yeah. your husband and, and business partner in two different endeavors. Yeah. How much time do we have? (laughs) (laughs) It's been awesome. I wouldn't have it any other way. I can't imagine it any other way. Um, You know, when we first married, we each had our own corporate jobs. Uh, He was in grad school when we first got married. I was working in, you know, corporate health. We both have done the... It's so funny we call them nine to fives or more like eight to sixes mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yes. or seven to sixes. There's, they're not eight hour days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you know, he also dabbled back into corporate world about um, four years into our marriage. Mm-hmm. And I saw the impact it had on him. And like he, not in a good way, not in a good way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the stress, um, like the lack of sleep the just a level of unhappy I'd never witnessed in him and this was this person that I love so much and had only ever known as happy and passionate and wanting to make a difference and um, just being sleep deprived and angry and run down like no other and going this isn't worth the extra 30 grand a year this is stupid this is not it and yeah. So after one, one going back, we're like, nope, even if we make like no money, we're mm-hmm. just not willing to live that lifestyle. And y'all balance each other out. We do. Mm. We totally do. He's uh, like crazy big vision, uh, like willing to say something that most people are like, what? <laughs> even I go, what? Mm. And uh, I balance that in. Um, kind of shaping the vision, right? Like bringing it to like vocabulary and on paper and what will it require? And then um, we're both really good at execution. It's just, he can see like 10 year vision and I'm more like what needs to happen right now so that that can happen. So it's great because I can get a little too trapped in the day-to-day stuff and mm-hmm. he pulls me out of that and vice versa. He can get you know, a bit in the clouds and really dreamy. And I'm like, babe, <laughs> feet down. Come back like, down. Come back down. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also balance each other um, personality-wise. You know, he's more um, extrovert, dare I say, mm-hmm. and loves people and people love him to the point where it's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, he can teach a yoga class and talk to people for an hour afterward. And I'm in the car like... I want to be home like 45 minutes ago. Um, we get that. Yeah. We're both that way too. Yeah. So we balance each other that way of when I hit a wall, right? Socially, yeah. like I'm done. Gotta I'm go. done now and we gotta go. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and I'm like, you go. go. Yeah. Go get that extra beer. You have fun. I'll be, I'll be in bed yes. with the dog. Snoozing. Yeah. I know. I, I, I am the same way. And, um, for example, today is my husband's birthday and his goal or not even goal. His mm-hmm. hope for today was that we go on a canoe ride in the bayou. And that's something that like, just wouldn't be on the top of my list. Yeah. 
Because it's 100 degrees yeah. outside. And um, in the bayou, in my opinion, yeah. there's just something about it that really kind of freaks me out. You can't see the bottom of exactly. it. Exactly. And um, Yes, y'all, we have a bayou in Houston. Yes. And it, it has been revamped and is The park is beautiful. Phenomenal. They put all these art sculptures and they put in sidewalks and these beautiful parks for dogs and humans. And yet the bayou kept its essence mm-hmm. of a bayou. Like when you really look down in there, it is murky and it's muddy murky. and there's nature and alligators and turtles. Do we even know how deep it is? It is not no that idea. deep. So we actually stuck our paddles down and it is not Oh, At least in the part that you were in. Yeah. I've heard, haven't they found like cars in there before? Yes. <laughs> like, I think, floods. yes. Different yeah. sections. Yes, you're right. Where we were, it wasn't that deep. So it's only three feet deep and you yes. can't see the bottom. Yes. <laughs> and, um. Sick. So he wanted to do that. And, um, so we, we went on the water and you know, we're paddling. We're having a great time. And about an hour, no, I'd say 30 minutes in, I was like, okay, I'm done. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm ready to go. We've seen the bayou. Yeah, I saw it. It was beautiful. Love to paddle. Love to see how happy he was. Like, that's really what the reason why we did yeah. it. Um, and so at one point I was like, if you want to keep going. You can try. <laughs> that's what I said. I said, let's paddle to the area where I would get off and let me get off and you can just come home later. And he was like, no, no, no. The, ex- I, the experience is like for both of us to be in here. And I was like... No, I just agree. Not for me. And that's kind of where Rob and I balance each other out as well is that um, he recharges from people. And I am the opposite. I need to be alone. And the great thing about Rob's job is that he works with Astros. So when it's season time, I get a lot of alone time, um, which works for me. It would work for everybody. Um, And I think it's so important when you're in a partnership that you do have those that, that balancing and really knowing what the other needs and knowing like, okay, you can, I know you need to stay here and keep mm-hmm. talking to everyone for an hour and I need to go, yep. you know, and that's really important. Yep. So we get that. Hey, yes. the same way. I am the same way. <laughs> We've yeah. talked about it several times. Yeah. So when we go, everybody we goes. Go. I know. You're yes. like people or you're like, go home and rest. No. I will go home. I'm introvert at my core, yeah. which is interesting because people don't. Label us like that. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. And I do also love people and I love being out and we're around. But in, like you said, that gets extroverted introverts. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We love people. And when I'm done, I'm done. Yep. yep. And we exactly. love ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> well, and what it comes down to, because I can imagine, Christina, y'all have like two, like Gina Marie's talking about it just in relationship. Like just as yeah. a husband and wife. You have husband and wife and then business, business. partner. Yeah. Business partner. Yeah. And so it's like that level of communication, I'm sure, is hugely neat. Like a oh huge God. level of communication is neat. Thank God for the work we do. Yes, like, really. You know, whether it be yoga or landmark or like you're like whatever body of work you choose. Yeah. It's, you know, for now, Dan and I have both dedicated a lot of our time and energy into landmark programs and they've served us like beyond what mm-hmm. I can even share. And it was a really funny moment in teacher training on Friday morning. He and I were like really grumpy with one another because I think it was the last day. We were so tired, but you're also, and we also hadn't planned class, which was a fail because you go in unprepared and we'd planned everything else that week. And on Thursday night, we're like, we're just like, I can't. I'm so <laughs> tired. <laughs> so of course we wake up Friday and we're unprepared. And so the way we deal with it is like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. being nasty with one another. 
And so then we ended up planning class quickly and ended up all working out. We co-taught. The trainees loved it. And afterward, they wanted to know our process for planning a co-teach. Oh, good. So funny. And we were like, well. <laughs> oh, my God. The best example. And, uh, <laughs> and that's something that our trainees shared that they loved the example of was that, like, it's not all great. Right? Mm-hmm. And uh, being okay with them seeing us, even if it lasts a millisecond to go, okay, I'm over it. But to allow the, like, I'm really upset right now and we can move on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Instead of pretending like, I'm good. Well, it's real. Yeah. Exactly. People relate to that. They do. And uh, it's taken something for us to... Now it's natural, but to operate that way, right, fully in front of, mm-hmm. you know, you have 20, 20 trainees plus six assistants in the room and yeah. one another and to be able to go, okay, like next, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, as business partners, I love what Dan shared with our group on Friday. He said, I don't have a job. This is the work that I do. Mm-hmm. And it's true. So there is no... Well, this is when we talk about business stuff. And this is when we talk about life stuff. It's just who we are. Mm -hmm. This is the work we do. And we try to set soft boundaries if it's like date night or like this weekend, for example, right before we go into more training this week, it was like, I'm not looking at email. Like I'm not working for two days. Like FYI, don't send me stuff. And um, it can be easy, right? It doesn't have to be challenging all the time yeah and would your advice for someone that's looking into doing something for profit the same as a nonprofit, just Mm. do the thing or what would you would it be different or I think in so many ways it's scarier because Mm. you have to put a value on what you do like a dollar amount and when people don't sign up that like oh, they don't think I'm worth it or it's too expensive or is it too cheap? Like, do they think like, I don't know, like there's this whole tape that runs. Mm. Um, And, you know, in so many ways, we learned so much from doing the nonprofit first that we could, there were fewer mistakes. I think I can say definitely going into the for-profit venture. And... In my opinion, it's a little scarier and it's easier and that there's less people involved, mm. right? No board. Um, but that could be different, right? Like we don't have investors. Some people have to start mm-hmm. a business with other people's money mm-hmm. or a loan or so it's just depends on your context. Yeah. When I like, it's like figuring out what works for you. Yeah. And if it needs to be, you know, it's like, could we do this just us yeah. like sitting down and looking at it and saying okay yes or no we need investors or mm-hmm. we need support from a loan or we need that and then making it work yeah. mm-hmm. if that is what you want to do and what I love what you shared because it's like you're gonna make mistakes oh yeah and even if you're going after your passion that doesn't mean it's not gonna be challenging oh my gosh time. yeah and probably more so than we even like even myself like thinking about it's like no probably like most of the time be challenge there will be challenges and it doesn't mean it has to be 
always challenging or always right. stressful or always right. whatever. There can yeah. be ease and lightness yeah. amongst it. Yeah. And more than the challenges depends on the time. Right. And for me, the passion's what keeps you going. Right. In the face the of why. it sucking. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. In the mm-hmm. face of the credit card statement being higher than your bank statement and going like, like, <laughs> what are we going to do with this? Or, right. And you just, it's faith and patience mm-hmm. and knowing and uh, response versus react and communication mm-hmm. and, uh, right. Being willing to, we're really good at, like, I'll say, I'm scared. Like, I don't know. And him going, it's all good. Like, we've never not been okay. Mm. Right? And then vice versa. We've never, well, at least not knowingly so, both been, like, <laughs> scared at the same time. Thank goodness. So we, like, can pull yeah. one another up. That's good. So I hope we're not both down in the dumps one day because you won't be. we'll call you guys. Mm-hmm. You'll keep, yeah, we'll pull you up. Mm-hmm. We would love to. We would like, love to. We'll just remind you of what you already know. That's yeah. what I like here is like, yeah. you just remind you of what you already know. Yeah. And you vice yeah. versa. And the times where there is lack of knowing or yeah. having fear or being scared. It's like, oh, no, well, we'll be okay. We got yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got it. Thank you for taking time to be with us. You're welcome. Like, this was so lovely. Thank you, guys. I really it appreciate has. it. It's been super interesting and super... um a topic we haven't discussed yet about mm-hmm. being in like education and doing the nonprofit. Mm-hmm. So like super valuable to us, Christina, and to all of our listeners. And I know they are just thrilled to, to hear that from you. And where where can they find more information mm-hmm. on both Empowered and Mind Tribe? Yeah. So Empowered is spelled I-N-P-O-W-E-R-E-D dot org mm-hmm. you can find everything you know about our website and you can even donate to some of the teachers campaign pages oh, wonderful um and keep up with the projects we're doing yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and through the website you can sign up for our mailing list and that's where we'll you know touch base on bigger projects and events and things like that uh and mind tribes uh instagram is just at mind tribes altogether and same thing with our website, mind-tribes.com. Love a good dash. Mine Tribes Together was taken, so we just... <laughs> Throw a little dash in there. I have a dash in my Making name. it work. I love a dash. Yeah. <laughs> she does. Gina-Marie. Love it. Yeah. Okay, great. Mind-tribes.com. Check it out, friends, and thank you for listening. Yes. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Christina. Yeah, we thank love you. you. We love you guys. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful, beautiful day or night or morning or wherever you are. And write us a review. Write us a review. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye.